You're listening to Yes to Employment, a podcast series that seeks to improve competitive, integrated employment outcomes for transition-aged youth and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Today, the Yes Center's Dale Verstegen talks with Nathan Piper, the Business, Legislative, and Community Relations Manager for the Vermont Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. They discuss what a thoroughgoing employer engagement actually consists of. Nat, thank you so much for agreeing to uh, participate in our podcast today. Uh, could you introduce yourself and the organization that you represent? Absolutely. And Dale, it's great to see you. My name is Nat Piper. I work for the state of Vermont uh, Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. My title is a Business, Legislative, and Community Outreach Manager. And the, I oversee the Creative Workforce Solutions Employment Initiative and our business outreach across the state. That's a 50 cent job title. It sure is. I really like that one. <laughs> Great. Uh, could you tell us about Creative Workforce Solutions? Creative Workforce Solutions is the employment initiative through the state of Vermont's Agency of Human Services. It has had some legs and we're very proud of that. It has been around for 11 years. I actually joined the initiative when it launched. I came traditionally from sales and marketing, but I was interested in human services. And I joined the initiative. It is designed to support a dual customer model, individuals receiving service and supports through the Agency of Human Services and our business customers. Both are on equal footing. You can't have one without the other. And the initiative itself lives within the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. And why does CWS exist? It's a great question. And CWS came about as part of a challenge to state government to be more coordinated. And so throughout, through some surveys of our business customers, we were finding that businesses in Vermont were very interested in working with diverse populations, uh, seeking individuals from traditional sources for employment, non-traditional sources. But what was happening was, so the employer community was open to it. What was happening is in each district around the state, the state is divided up into 12 districts. In each district, there were great programs that had job developers, but they weren't talking to each other. So the businesses were saying to us, we'd love to work with you, but we'd like you guys to work with each other a little more collaboratively. Can you collaborate better? And an example of that is someone would post the job and they would hear from eight job developers, but no candidates in the first three days, you know, which they were fine with, but they were like, where's the candidates? And wouldn't it be easier if you guys coordinated the efforts? So out of that came Creative Workforce Solutions, which was initially designed to serve voc rehab, but very quickly morphed across the entire Agency of Human Services. So who's at the table? You met, you kind of reference the fact that there it, it, it kind of morphed into something that's broader than your VR agency. Right. The philosophy is, is that if you have individuals from a program that are out in the community doing job development and sur supporting a population, a, shouldn't we all work together? Right? We think that's a smart way to do the business. B, a lot of times those individuals are being served with multiple programs. So someone who's being served by Voc Rehab may also be a customer of economic services. So who's at the table? Voc Rehab Vermont, for sure. Economic services. Corrections has a seat at the table. We partner with VDAL in districts, so VDAL can sit at the table, the Vermont Department of Labor, various mental health agencies, uh, developmental services uh, on a district-by-district -district basis. We also intersect with schools who have work-based learning coordinators. It's a very broad, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm going to leave somebody out, but it's a very broad coalition of individuals, and they come to the table on a regular basis, 
and the table is overseen by, in every district, a business account manager. And that business account manager does not carry a caseload. Their job is to do business outreach, to do joint business outreach with CWS team members, and to help facilitate those monthly or maybe twice monthly meetings that happen, where we bring in employers, related instruction, uh, job leads, troubleshoot problems and the look at the labor market how's it going and because the districts are different we're a tiny state but burlington vermont is a lot different than the northeast kingdom newport vermont for example so could you describe in those meetings that are taking place in each of these uh districts uh it, it sounds like it's open to anybody who does any any organization that does any sort of outreach with employers uh, they are invited to be there. Could you describe kind of what a typical meeting might look like? Typical meeting, you know, it's typically an hour, hour and a half long, especially if you're doing it just monthly, it might morph into a couple of hours. It's great if you can have a couple of business customers show. It's great if you can have a training provider of related instruction show. It's great to talk about some of those nice needs of who do you have? What do you need? Are you seeing trends in your district? Are you seeing that there's a huge need for hospitality? Is there a particular big need for healthcare? Is retail really up and screaming right now that we need help? Are there opportunities for us to do joint outreach and leverage our relationships? Because Dale, you know this, this is all about relationships, relationships with who we serve, relationships with the business customer. So joint outreach has just a wonderful opportunity for the business account manager to have someone with them and say, hey, I've talked to you about our program. I've talked to you about the tools that we have, the progressive employment tools that we have. We've been learning about you as a business customer. I now want to introduce you to someone who has an active caseload and has individuals with skills and strengths and interest in what you do. We'd like you two to meet. So those are just wonderful opportunities to about no one person can do this work is our philosophy. And there's no wrong door here in Vermont. That's another philosophy we have, right? So why aren't we doing this together? We do it together. There's just more power in doing it together. More gets done. Everybody has relationships. We're not trying to own any business. We're trying to share that information and share the relationships so that the business looks at us as a true workforce development program because that's what we are. Voc Rehab Vermont and these programs are workforce development and they should work in conjunction with our business customers and in conjunction with our local Vermont Department of Labor's. Yeah, I had a chance to sit in on one of those meetings, and uh, I was very impressed by it. And uh, and I still, when I work with other groups that are trying to develop similar kinds of coalitions, I still use that needs and leads uh, phrase that you have. And and the thing that's impressive to me about it is is uh, the needs part. So you know, even though you're meeting, you're you're not doing it at this broad employer engagement level. It, it sounds like when you talk about needs. You, you have very specific job candidates in mind that people bring to those meetings. Is, is that correct? That's quite correct. And what we do at the in Voc Rehab, we have a case management system. And the data guru for that system has been kind enough to run reports for me monthly that I can then send out to the districts. And those reports, they don't have any, uh, they have, it's only first names, there's no last names, there's no social security numbers, but there's the identified employment goal. Who's the counselor? Who's the employment consultant that's working with them? You can look at that, slice it and dice it, filter it, and start talking to your teammates about, hey, I noticed you have 12 people on your caseload that are really interested in advanced manufacturing. 
I notice you have four people on the caseload that are interested in, in uh, retail and 12 people that are interested in hospitality. This is gold for the business account manager to start partnering. And this goes back to needs and leads. Who do you have? What do they need? And my philosophy has always been if they are active on a caseload, if the individual's active and they're open and they're ready to go, everybody's ready for something. It may not be competitive employment right out of the gate, but everybody is ready for something. And our job is to work with the counselors and the other team members and say what that something is. What's the next best step that we can do to get some traction? And again, it goes back to, you hear me say this all the time, it's all about relationships. Relationships with the individuals we serve, relationships with our business customers, and relationships with each other. That's critical to have success in this world, I think. Yeah, so about those relationships, when, when, I, when I've tried to, to bring job developers together in a certain region or community, um, they're concerned about the fact that, you know, I've worked hard, I have some relationships with employers, and, and, and this notion of territory. So you have these business account managers, and you mentioned the fact that they don't have a caseload, but uh, how, how do you ensure, or how do these business account managers ensure that everybody has access to the employers, but it's still being done in a coordinated fashion? Right. The, the way to do that, and I respect that because someone has worked hard in a program to create a relationship with a business customer. What, what we found was happening with that is that that relationship was based on their caseload, which is totally appropriate. However, if the business customer said, I'm really looking for uh, laborers right now for my construction site, and that particular program said, geez, we don't have anybody, that's where the lead stopped. Well, what if you didn't have anybody, but you could say, I don't have anybody that I'm working with directly, but I've got this guy, Nat Piper, and he's a business account manager here in my, ter in my district, and he'd love to swing by and talk to you about the broader team and a broader pool of candidates. So if you have somebody that you're working with that fits that business customer, it's okay to go ahead and job develop. But a lot of times, the business customer is going to have more opportunities than any one program can fill. So why don't we become a broader resource for the business customer? And that also puts a lot of diversity into the workforce. And you're talking about skills, you're talking about strengths now and who's the best match for what next step. And the business, and the business account manager honors that and respects that and wants everybody at the table to know that these are the opportunities so that we have equal access. We don't wanna step on existing relationships. We want to enhance those existing relationships and broaden it to the point where we even can say to a business customer, are you interested in learning more about these trainings, these providers? That's, that's, that's the philosophy behind it, Dale. Yeah, that, that's so exciting to me because when I work with organizations and they actually get better at creating demand for the services that they have to offer, they quickly run up against a, a, uh, a supply issue. And yeah. so, it sounds like even though they may have that relationship with employers, they are there's that relationship is going to be stronger because they could bring in the business account manager and it's access to a larger pool of supply in terms of job candidates, which ultimately makes their business customer happier because they have access to a broader pool of job candidates. Totally agree. And one thing on that is it also demystifies for the business customer who are all these programs I hear about. 
These programs are real. They serve Vermonters, and they're here to help you as a business customer, and they're here to help this person. That's why we encourage business customers to come to those broader team meetings so they can meet the whole team. And they can say, and we've had, we got to a point in Vermont where someone who previously maybe held on a little tight to a business relationship, totally understandable, said, you know what? And they brought them into CWS and they realized I didn't lose that relationship. I grew that relationship. How does it work in terms of uh, creative workforce solutions as, as, because it sounds like it's really focused on placements and it's focused on outcomes. So could you kind of go into the fact that even though all these folks are coming together, there is that sense of accountability in terms of we need to get some results here? Absolutely. We, the, we talk about what's the end goal. And the end goal is we want individuals competitively employed to the best of their abilities and what the labor market will allow for. So it, there's a lot of next steps that can, some people are ready for competitive employment today. Some people might need an info interview. So in terms of accountability, I like to see the process as we start with who do you have and what do they need? Where are their areas of interest? Do we have a relationship in the labor market or do we need to create it? That'll gauge how fast we can move. And how's the individual doing? It's all about information for both customers, allowing people to have informed choices for both customers so you're not just constantly going out and asking for things. And then as the process moves down the road, you start getting more intentional. Who can do what next? It's okay to ask your team members. It's okay for the BAM to say, we don't have a relationship in this sector. This week, I'm going to make five cold calls and start the relationship process. It's okay for someone to say, I have a relationship in this sector. I'm going to do a warm handoff for a teammate. So that's the accountability piece. Who does what? Who can do it next? Reconvene, communicate, whether it's email, text. And to hold yourself accountability, we for accountability, we keep track of it in our uh, case management software. We also keep track of it in Salesforce. The business outreach is all tracked. There's no consumer information in there, but we keep track of our outreach in Salesforce and we can run reports. Here in Vermont, the business account managers are expected to do two thirds of their outreach activity is driven by the needs of the caseload and a third of their activity is more general. Like, hey, I, I'm seeing a new business coming to town. I just want to reach out to them. But two thirds of that activity really needs to be driven by the caseload needs because ultimately it's about jobs and people people in jobs and we want to get them connected to competitive employment. That's where the accountability factor comes in. When you're describing that to me, Nat, um, I really think that what you've been able to accomplish uh, is something that I, I, I see very rarely is that notion of a dual customer approach. And I think individual employment specialists have really embraced that. And, and make that work within their own program. But to have that dual customer be recognized and, and supported at the state level, I think is very exciting. Uh, well, what have you heard from employers? What is their feedback in terms of creative workforce solutions? We've done some surveys every couple of years. We survey our, we do a random uh, sampling of employers. They like the contact, they like the outreach, they like the fact that we are trying to learn about their business. We're not trying to come in and say, this is what we need. No, no, tell us about your business. Tell us about what, you know, what a successful team member looks like. What's the career path? Are there lattices? Are there lattices where you kind of go zigzag, but you still keep moving forward? What has gone well with your recruitment efforts to date? What's been challenging? If there was something new that you'd want to do, what would you like to do? 
business customers love that because it goes back to, as I've told you before, in human services, I think across the country, human service organizations are great at someone comes through the door, they have a need. We meet, we start the relationship, we assess, we provide options, we provide next steps. That's informed choice. We need to do the exact same thing with the business customer. And the more informed choice a business has, just like an individual, the fewer things you have to quote unquote ask for. They're going to have a menu of options and many times a business selects it. They like that flexibility and they like having that option. They worry about someone coming in with a three inch binder, a big D ring binder, putting it on the table and say, here's our program. That's, they don't want that. They want options. So Nat, what advice would you have for other states or community or regions that are interested in a in a creative workforce solutions type model where multiple agencies and, and job developers are all kind of coming together uh, to better serve the employer community? You've been with us thick and thin, Dale. You've seen us do this work. I think the suggestion I have, and it's a fairly simple one, but it starts with relationships. It is making sure that we have those great relationships with individuals that come through the door for services, individuals with our business customers, so we have that dual customer model, but making sure that we have relationships with each other, that we understand each other's programs, we understand the needs and drivers of those programs, and we begin to trust each other that we can work together, and it's totally okay to have expectations of each other that who can do what next? I'd love to do this. I will report back to you. I'll send you a quick email or a text or a phone call. When those relationships are established in that manner, then you can move forward with the joint outreach and the better services to the business customer and broadening the relationships with all of the team members. And that will only benefit the individuals we serve. And it will benefit the community at large because you're going to have, in our case, Vermonters that possibly haven't gone to work or haven't been reconnected to work in a long time getting reconnected or going to work. And that's a good thing. And, and the role of the business account manager, the BAM, what is that person's accountability to the group in terms of those relationships? The relationships are, the BAM needs to understand each, each program and who they serve and where the overlap is with other programs. They need to know who the team members are. They need to know that if there is an opportunity for them to meet with that team outside of the big group. When I was a BAM, I would have a CWS team meeting once a month, but then there was five subgroups that I would meet with for a half hour to an hour once a month, which has become much easier with Zoom and Microsoft Teams. And then it's again going back to what do you need? Who do you have? What do you need? What's the next best step? How can I support that step? Knowing that my role is primarily business outreach, what next step in the labor market would you like me to try? We can't guarantee success every time out of the gate. Nobody can, but we can sure try. And that's where the trust begins to come. And then after you've tried that step, report back with the results and brainstorm. This is human services. This is not a linear process, right? We're working with individuals and people. So people zig and zag. We have to be patient with each other, trust each other, and work with each other. That's the best advice I can give. If a person was interested in this uh, model, uh, Creative Workforce Solutions, uh, where could they get more information about it? You know, I think, thank you. I, I would direct them to our website, which is uh, quite candidly going to be going through an overhaul. It's, it's overdue, so we're going to be overhauling it. But right now, the website address is cwsvt.com. 
And I would also suggest, and I apologize for not having it at the tip of my fingers here, but checking out Voc Rehab Vermont. It's just a real simple Google, Voc Rehab Vermont, and you can get more information there. Contact name information is there for my director, and I'm also happy to talk to anybody anytime about this. Thank you so much for your time today, um, and also congratulations on 11 years of, I, I truly believe, very effective employer engagement, and, and I think you're really leading the way for other states to consider such a model. Thank you very much for having me. That's very kind of you to say. 11 years goes by very fast. I can't believe I'm saying it either, but it's been <laughs> great to be here, and I look forward to connecting again. You've been listening to Yes to Employment, a podcast that seeks to improve competitive integrated employment outcomes for transition-aged youth and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Today we spoke with Nathan Piper, the Business, Legislative, and Community Relations Manager for the Vermont Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, about employer engagement. For more on Employment First in Vermont, visit the Creative Workforce Solutions website at cwsvt.com or the Vermont Division of Vocational Rehabilitation at vocrehab.vermont.gov. For more about Yes to Employment, including show notes, links to the resources discussed, a complete transcript, and a schedule of episodes, visit www.yestoemployment.org podcast. You can subscribe through iTunes or your favorite Android podcast app to have the series delivered automatically to your device so you never miss an episode. Yes to Employment is a production of the Youth Employment Solutions Center, the National Training and Technical Assistance Center that serves as a hub of information and expertise for the Partnerships in Employment, or PIE, state projects. The Yes Center is a collaboration of TASH and Transcend. You can learn more about TASH at TASH.org and more about Transcend at Transcend.org. That's T-R-A-N-S-C-E-N dot org. You can receive updates from the Yes Center on this podcast and our other activities by following us on Facebook or on Twitter at yes to employment Partnerships in Employment is a series of seed grants funded by the Administration for Community Living's Administration on Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities, made to states for the purpose of transforming state disability support systems to competitive integrated employment. AIDD is dedicated to ensuring that individuals with developmental disabilities and their families are able to fully participate in and contribute to all aspects of community life in the United States and its territories. Music for Yes to Employment is an original composition and performance by Sonny Seferati, the co-director and autistic self-advocacy mentor at The Musical Autist. You can learn more about The Musical Autist at www.themusicalautist.org. We'll have another episode on competitive integrated employment for you in the near future.